A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Sophie here. I'm on my own this week with a few news postings. My junior producer Yelly will be back next week, so don't worry, you won't miss our banter too much. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, aka December 31st, it is technically your last chance to get in on our Patreon drive. You know the deal, we collabed with Stylish Sista on a body pause series of prints and stickers inspired by our logo designed by Hannah Sanger, aka Hip Fat. We'll send you one of these sticker sheets as thanks when you join our Patreon at Team Paisley Moomoo today. Shout out to our newest patrons, Nika Austin, Carly Taylor, and Katie Davis. Y'all are getting free stickers. Worry not though, if you missed the drive, you've still got plenty of reason to join our Patreon. Today we're giving you a little sneak preview of the kind of stuff we get up to over there on Team Paisley Moo Moo. Every Friday, our patrons get a whole extra episode of She's All Fat. This season, those eps are our classic fatty film schools. You're about to hear a fatty film school I did with our senior producer, Lynn, about the holiday movie on all of our gay lips, Happiest Season. Enjoy! Hi, family. Here we are in the Patreon episode to talk about Fatty Film School once again. Today we is me and Lynn, our beautiful, wonderful, albeit thin, senior producer. (laughs) And we are talking about Happiest Season, which is the new queer uh, Christmas holiday movie (laughs) that's out on Netflix. And we are talking about queer stuff. There's not that much fat stuff in this movie, but uh, this whole team, this whole our whole team behind the scenes is queer. So hopefully, enjoy this discussion about Happiest Season. Lynn is our <laughs> um, probably our strongest aesthetically lesbian presence in the group. Oh my god, she's got a really strong mullet right now. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it, and I'm excited to talk about Happiest Season. Yeah, I feel like most of the stuff when I was doing research was me trying to find fat queer rep in other movies because I was like, there's no one fat in this movie. <laughs> and then there's I remember... There's a lot of fat queer rep. Yeah, there's obviously not a lot of fat queer... Well, like, in pop culture. Like, obviously yeah. there are a lot of fat queer writers and I'm sure oh, yeah, actors, etc. not a lot of Netflix Christmas movies yeah. with fat Well, queer zero, sure. one might even yeah. say. Yeah. I went through a list yeah. of 200 lesbian movies, like lesbian, queer, bisexual movies um, that Drew Gregory did on Autostraddle, and she's one of my fave writers. She's a trans lesbian. And then I pulled out maybe like four that, <laughs> that like I thought maybe had a fat person. My favorite uh, queer movie of the last year was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm-hmm. Which is they're like... both. It was beautiful, but they're both... It's like... A period movie and they're both thin and white which is yeah. like all lesbian movies really. literally it's so sad and like very like beautifully feminine like traditionally feminine which like yes 
by setting it in by being a period piece, it's like, okay, well, like, woman, women couldn't be butch, like, during these times. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like women were probably still butch. And then even in, like, the ones where it's like, oh, like, this woman is pretending to be a man to be a writer. Yes. They're, like, a beautifully, like, feminine young man. Like, they're, like, Timothy yes. Chalamet, you know? Yes. Like, yes. That's a woman. This is very true. <laughs> this is very true. Yes. But... Do you have any just like initial thoughts on Happiest Season, like what you were expecting and then what you felt when you watched it? Sure. So for people who didn't watch it yet, which it's on Netflix and also we're doing a watch party, but... It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. (laughs) But it's about a queer couple where one girlfriend asks the other girlfriend to come home with her for the holidays, despite the fact that she hasn't come out to her family, which is a terrible choice on her part. And then the movie goes from there. And I feel like it was supposed to be, like, it was trying to hit a Family Stone vibe, Mm -hmm. but it was just kind of depressing. Yeah. And (laughs) it was weirdly, like, they were trying to straddle, like, being, like, a funny, like, goofy, like, one of the first scenes is, like, Kristen Stewart, like, falling off a roof and then being fine. Like, that's the kind of, like, Santa Claus movies gag. Yes. They tried to do that with, like, but then the way they did it was so offbeat. Like, they they had, like, the kids make a piece of shoplifting. Like, doesn't make any sense. And also, I would say my biggest quibble with the movie was that, it kind of felt like it had been written about an experience like 15 years ago and then not like updated at yeah. all. Not, not that like people now don't have bad experiences or aren't afraid of coming out to their parents, yeah. but they didn't make the parents' characters conservative Christians or conservative at all. They yeah. didn't give them any kind of like, what's the right word? They just didn't show anything that was like, why are you so afraid of coming out to your parents if they're yes. not like conservative? Yeah, it was just like the general things. like idea of like everything has to look good and I think like at one point her dad says about Aubrey Plaza's character who's like an out lesbian he's like oh like what a shame the family has to go through so much right but But that seems like something that would be unless you're unless you're definitely conservative that's not a comment that would happen anymore yeah true like that's a comment that would have happened in the 90s I feel like from like liberal families that don't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah you know yeah I think Maybe I'm wrong, but no, that was the vibe I got. I think that probably the like if they aren't like conservative Christians or whatever, but they're still like not the most welcoming of having a potentially queer daughter or whatever, the comment would be more like, Oh, like, yeah, did you know their daughter's a lesbian? Like, good for her. Like that's what right. my mom would say. Right, totally. Like it's really it's not they don't give them any other they have the like political thing. But then they don't explicitly say, like, yeah, to get votes in this area, you got to be conservative or, like, whatever. They don't, like, address any of that, which is weird because it's a movie. It's like a lesbian Christmas movie. So it's clearly not going for the conservative Christian audience. So I don't understand what they were trying to, like, protect from or I don't know. That was one part that I felt. And, like... The Shit's Creek guy, what's his name? Dan, Dan Levy. Levy. Yeah. Dan Levy's little speech about how hard it was for him to come out. But, like, that would have made sense if they had shown that this family would be really... Yes. But then they were super accepting of her. So the whole conflict didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me, what did your parents say when you told them you were gay? That they loved and supported me. That's amazing. My dad 
kicked me out of the house and didn't talk to me for 13 years after I told him. Everybody's story is different. There's your version and my version and everything in between. Just because Harper isn't ready, it doesn't mean she never will be. And it doesn't mean she doesn't love you. I, I want to be with someone who is ready. Mm. Oh my god, I was actually, that scene really made me upset. Like, I feel like everyone's like, Kristen Stewart, like, be more accepting that, like, you had an easy coming out, but, like, other people don't. I'm like, that's not the problem. That's not the right. issue. <laughs> and I was just listening. I listened to two interviews with people from this movie, neither of whom were queer, but, like, that's what the podcast I listened to gave me. One of them was with the per the co-writer who plays the, like, funny sister or whatever. Oh, Mary... Yeah, she's a UC. Yeah, she's a Holland, Hollands or Hollander or something. Yeah, she's a UCB person. Yeah, which like, I didn't <laughs> like her character. And then the other one with Allison Brie, who like plays the oldest sister, which I thought was a weird choice also. But both of them referenced like the Dan Levy speech and said like in answer to the question like should Kristen Stewart's character should have should have ended up with Aubrey Plaza's character they were both like you know like I think that Harper like deserves some more empathy like people are mad at her but like I think what Dan Levy says in that movie about coming out being hard it's like oh yeah <laughs> well also Alison Brie's character too was like like the scene where she outs her. Yeah. It's like why did she know that was going to be such a big deal first of all unless like her parents are explicitly like we can't have any gays in the family. Yeah. And also I don't believe that she would say she's a lesbian or like Sappho or something like that. She would just oh call her God. a dyke. Like I don't <laughs> believe that. She would just call her a slur. Like yeah. it's not like that's not realistic. Also like People who aren't lesbians don't fucking know what sapphic means. Like, right, come on. <laughs> Unless you're a lit major. Yeah. And you like poetry. Yeah. Greek poetry. But then come you have on. to be thankful for Sappho's. So you don't. Gosh. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, what are parts you liked about the, the movie? Um, well, unfortunately, I love Kristen Stewart, which like... I don't know, a pleasure and a joy to see her on screen. <laughs> yes. It really, she looked great in the movie. It also made me laugh how nobody in that family thought she was gay when she only brought, like, button-downs and suits, like, really queer suits yes. to wear. Yes, I thought that she really, do you, have you seen the video for Phoebe Bridger's motion sickness? Uh-uh. Let me send you. She's, like, okay. really giving that vibe. Really? Oh my gosh, yeah. I'll have to watch it. I know from TikTok that everyone likes TV Bridgers, <laughs> but you know I don't listen to TikTok ever. <laughs> I know from TikTok that everyone likes Phoebe Bridgers. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I also liked Kristen Stewart in the movie, and I especially liked the scenes at the beginning where they were being really cute, because yeah. that's the kind of Kristen Stewart you don't see I that. want to see. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to see more of that. I don't want to see this sad Yeah, you don't need story. this, like, stressful, like, that's not, it can be stressful in a, like, funny, kooky way, but this was just sad. Well, the thing is, they had two conflicts, and they didn't want to address, they had the conflict of the family versus them. Yeah. And then them, the two of them against each other, and they didn't want to address the fact that they really made 
the what's the name of the main character harper they made harper really unlikable and they didn't address that (laughs) yeah if they needed to have it be like harper and Kristen stewart's character were like on the same page again with their fan like or or it needed to be lighter or more hijinks or something but as it was it just made it feel like Kristen stewart was being fucked over continuously yeah and then it's like really sad that she ends up with her at the end instead of feeling like romantic like oh they're getting back together it feels like oh she's going back to her yeah and then like kind of what you've been saying about like oh like will there actually be repercussions from this family because we're not given any evidence she comes out and like literally two minutes later the dad had stormed upstairs he like comes back downstairs and they take a fucking christmas card photo together literally and then they post and then they post that on the official feed so yeah it wasn't that big of a deal yeah and then they're like at pride is another that's like in the end credits if they wanted it to be like the family was actually fine and this was more about Harper's like inner turmoil then they needed to focus the movie that way because that's not how they made the the antagonist yeah like they just made it Kristen Stewart's life sucks for no reason for (laughs) like a week (laughs) they're so mean to her they're so mean to her and also (sighs) I'm sad for Aubrey Plaza's character she didn't get like a she basically saw Harper do the same thing that she had done to her to another person and then in the end her redemption is supposed to be or like her way of feeling better is supposed to be like watching harper finally tell her parents she's gay but then like that's not good enough yes like it seems like her family's like not happy with her and she like gives a lot of support as an out lesbian to another out lesbian kristen stewart and then she's just like yeah there she should have been got an apology at least. Yeah, I would have been more interested in her forgiving Harper than Harper ending yeah. up with Kristen Stewart. Me too. Whatever. I agree. I didn't even need Harper and her to be together, or her and Kristen, Kristen Stewart, Stewart to be yeah. together. Yeah. I just wanted her to like, cause she just was nice and tried to help out this other girl, and then yes, and was like, I know you're a lesbian because <laughs> you look like that. I know. I thought maybe when they got back together, Kristen Stewart's character might have been like, you need to apologize to... Yes. What's her name? Yes. But they didn't show that. Yeah. 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 What else do you have to talk about? Okay, this is more of like a side thing, but my friend Wanda, she's really funny. She's an animator. She made this video called Queer Holiday Rom-Coms. And it's basically like she asked a bunch of her friends to pitch ideas for queer holiday rom-coms that don't center on coming out. (laughs) And there are more, (laughs) there are more fat and also not white people in her video than in all of the happiest season. Uh, Oh my God. I can't wait to watch this video. Yeah, I'll put a clip. I'm also in it. Oh my God. But it's like funny. It's just like silly and people being like there are literally millions of ideas for movies that should be made over another movie like this yes um so shout out to that one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot of the stuff that's been about this movie has been like, why did Kristen Stewart end up with Harper instead of Aubrey Plaza? But I'm kind of like, why is every single lesbian movie two thin white cis hot lesbians like in a sea of the same and like i was talking about with this list of movies (laughs) this is what i wrote in the doc we're so obsessed with the aesthetic of thin bony skinny cis always cis feminine lesbians it's true which is like (laughs) that's just like not what the like queer community looks like that's not what lesbians look like it's like doesn't make sense within lesbian culture and it's upsetting to me it is upsetting I mean definitely like part of I I think I've talked about this on the pod that like the reason it was hard for like that I didn't realize I was bi for a long time was because I felt like all representation I saw was like thin pretty lesbians and I was like yeah if you're fat, you're butch, and if you're thin, you're femme, is, like, the way that it felt. Yes. And I was like, well, I'm not butch, so I, I must not be, like, yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, the little representation that I did find of fat queer people, fat queer women. They were always butch. And they yeah. were always, like, a certain type. Like, not just butch as, like, a style, a look, but, like, they are like masculine uh in personality and like yeah. take on like you know they're like into trucks More and stuff like traits. that yes yeah which like those people exist and that's cool that there is representation but that's not all that's not all Definitely. rich people that's not all fat queer people yes i don't think i've ever seen a fat femme lesbian in a movie it's always like androgynous style or mm-hmm. more butch yeah And, like, part of, I feel like, the cultural definition of androgyny or, like, what pop culture says it is, is being thin. Because it's, like, oh, like, is that, you know, like, I can't see, like, the curves of this person to, like, know, which is just, like, equating biology with gender. So, like, yeah, you wouldn't see. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's a problem. How do we fix it, It's a problem. (sighs) Okay, well, in this movie, I was, like... Do you remember that Michelle Buteau was in the beginning of Happiest Season? No, what does she do? Exactly! <laughs> She's, like, leading a tour in literally the first scene and just, like, walks by Kristen Stewart. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you had Michelle <laughs> Buteau on set and she's there for literally less than two minutes. I'll explain who Michelle Buteau is for people. Uh, She's, like, a comedian who is fat and is really, really funny. She has a podcast. I feel like she was just friends with Mary Holland, Holland, and that's why she was on it. 
Yeah. Or, like, I feel like, you know what I mean? But like, I'm like, fucking, like, use her. Have her in a cooler I role. I mean, she's not a lesbian in real life or, in, I mean, who knows, in the movie because she doesn't yeah, have a name. <laughs> but maybe, like, instead of Dan Levy's character, I know that he's so funny, but why wasn't it Michelle Buteau? Or what, couldn't she have been one of the two lesbians that would have been great would have been great would have been great so anyway i think you can fix this movie by casting michelle buteau instead (laughs) of kristen stewart okay great even though i love her i love this i think this movie could have been fixed by making it more about harper being afraid to come out to her family because of how it would change like something specific how it would change about her or how they would react or something yeah i agree i want to talk about a few of the movies on this list that i'm gonna link on Autostraddle of 100 Best Lesbian Movies, which I, again, think is actually 200 Best. This movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me, starring Melissa McCarthy, I haven't seen it, and I don't know how it was received, really. I haven't seen it either, but I do think Abby has brought it up as something we might do, so we might talk about that in the future. I hope that you do, so that I can know. But we stand Melissa McCarthy, and in this description it's like lee's homo okay so it's a based on a memoir of like a real person and it says that that person's homosexuality and her accomplices homosexuality who's a gay man are integral to the story but not the focus they're both given the freedom to be deeply flawed yet still human and bonus points for properly capturing the importance of a queer woman's cat (laughs) yeah i want to watch it i tend to like when Melissa McCarthy or Will Ferrell do these like serious movies, yeah, because it's like so I kind of do want to watch it. Yeah, what's a serious movie that Will Ferrell's? <laughs> um, the one he did with uh, I can't remember anyone's name. It has a question in the title, or no, maybe it doesn't. He's like a writer <laughs> in it. He's a writer in it, and he's gets together with the baker who's played by Gyllenhaal's sister. What's her name? Maggie. Maggie Jalen Hall, and it's it's shoot. Look it just up. Google it. It's it's really good. I love a Jalen Hall. <laughs> it has a question in it. Stranger than fiction. Yeah. Okay. There you oh go. Oh my god, that's so funny. I've never seen it. I think you would like it. It was a good movie. I remember from ten years ago. Oh my god, Queen Latifah's in it. Oh my god, which brings me to a question I have for you, Sophie. Okay. Is Queen Latifah fat? She's definitely plus size. Yeah. I don't know how she identifies, and I also don't know what size she is right now. But yeah. I would say uh, she has been definitely treated as plus size by the world during her career. And if she was out in more movies now, she probably would be too. But she's not, I don't think, I don't know if she's fat. But I do know that, I mean, she's definitely plus size. Yeah. We'll say that. She's plus size. I feel like I've been. Is she gay? I think it's like a question mark, but like probably. Yeah, that's, I've never known. I've never known! (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) out.com. Is Queen Latifah gay or not? It says she keeps her sexuality close to her chest, but she's been seen in public with girlfriends at red carpet events. But I don't think she's like out, out. You know, yeah. like I think it's like an open secret thing because Queen Latifah would count as a plus size, more femme person yeah. to me. But yeah. But she's not in movies as that. Okay, so usually. she's, there are these two movies that I found, but she, in Set It Off, she plays like a pretty like butch, like you might even say like a stud. <laughs> what? Nothing. 
listening to you. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the movie's about. I haven't seen it, but I was just like reading about it. It honestly seems really fun. Um, it's about a bunch of lesbians, um, or maybe just a bunch of people, <laughs> and one of them is a lesbian. <laughs> She's described as a boisterous lesbian. Okay. People love to call black women, and especially fat black women or chubby black women, boisterous. Boisterous. Like, That's very true. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, I think Queen Latifah was a fat icon for me in Chicago when she sings When You're Good to Mama. Oh, Mama's good to you. Because <laughs> she was so, so, so like, it was clearly a sexy song. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> You're like, I'll be good to Mama. Yeah, I was like, okay, we could do this. Like... <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the keeper of the keys, the countess of the clique, the mistress of Murderer's Row, matron Mama Morton. Ask any of the chickies in my pen. They'll tell you I'm the biggest mother hen. I love them all and all of them love me. Because the system works, the system called reciprocity. Got a little motto, always sees me through. When you're good to mama, mama's good to you. Anyways, okay, okay, what about what about her movies? Okay, so I was just like, if she was explicitly gay, yeah. These characters she plays when she does when she has played queer women, they're like butch. Like she has to be like quote unquote butched up to be perceived as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. also has to do with her being like a black woman. Yes. And for being sure. recognized as like a black lesbian, which like a lot of different stuff about that, but it's more like, like I said, a stud, masculine presenting. And unclear what's happening in her personal life, but we don't need to speculate on it too much. She wants to keep it private. Yeah, we'll stay out of Queen Latifah's business. I would never want to mess with what she wants, you know? <laughs> I just want her to be happy. <laughs> I just want her to continue to be happy. <laughs> I just want Queen Latifah to thrive. <laughs> If you want to hear the rest of this fatty film school and our whole back catalog of minisodes, you can go to patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. And if you go today and join at Team Paisley Moo Moo, you get stickers. Woohoo! Shout out to our patrons, Heidi Wiersma, Kimberly H., Samantha Barnes, Ainsley Rose, Maxine Shirovsky, Claire LeBlonde, Amanda Zhu, Monica Rosenfeld, Grace Vahi, and A. Brown 1514. We could not make this show without you. See you next week. She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Kahn and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show so we can grow the family. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 213-375-5023 and we might even play it on the pod. Our episode ads are done in partnership with Acast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com. Our theme music was composed and produced 
produced by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Hannah Sanger. Lynn Barbera co-produced and edited this episode. Yelly Cruz is our magical junior producer. Our thin crony forever is Maria Vertel. I'm our host and co-producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe. We love you. 